Hey, welcome to my podcast. My name is Dr. Brennan McCarthy. I'm the Chief Medical Officer of Protea Medical Center in Chandler, Arizona. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. Today's episode, we're going to talk about HPV and its progression from HPV to cervical cancer and things that you can do to be preventative for that. You know, human papillomavirus uh, has been around forever, you know, and it's it's a part of life. It's generally transferred through through intimacy. Uh, that is the only way it's transferred, actually, and uh, through sexual contact. And, and generally, it's benign. You know, human papillomavirus is a viral infection. Uh, genital warts is the other name for it. Um, it's generally benign. There's only two subcategories that are known to trigger cancer. In fact, you know, 80% of women who are sexually active and 90% of men who are sexually active will have HPV at one point in their lives. That's how common human papillomavirus is. It's just, it's just there. It's a part of life. And where we get concerned is when you get one of the strains or subtypes that are associated with the progression to cancer. So the two strains that are most commonly associated with progression to cancer are going to be HPV 16 and 18. And what happens is when you contract human papillomavirus, um, um, it goes into the cell and as a viral infection goes, it kind of takes over your cell's machinery and then tells the cell to start making more of the viron. And, and that's how it maintains itself in your body. And HPV, once it's there, a lot of times it just stays there. Some people, when they have the more dangerous versions, the variants, the 16 and 18 variant, those ones can at some point or another transform into uh, uh, cervical cancer. And that's what the reason why we do uh, pap smears with women is because our goal is to try and see whether they're having that change happen where the HPV is being uh, uh, converted over to uh, cancer, cervical cancer. It is so terrifying to think about that. And as a woman, you don't know if you have HPV, then you don't know if the HPV then will lead to cancer if you find out you have HPV. And then when you go to your gynecologist and you're always getting these paps done, when it comes back irregular, the question is, okay, does this mean I have cancer? And sometimes you'll have a very mild issue with the cervix and they're going to want to do like a colposcopy or something. And sometimes they're going to do something more significant. And it's such a vulnerable place for you as a woman because how can you prevent this? And, you know, it's almost like it's completely taken out of your control. And I know that, and I see that. I've seen that throughout my life with different women I know who, you know, everything from being terrified whether they can have children to, you know, am I going to die from this? And it's such a um, vulnerable place. I think the fault that I find with uh, medicine is that they don't give you good options when you go to your gynecologist. They don't sit down with you and say, these are the things you can do to prevent the cervical cancer from occurring. These are the things you can do that would be helpful preventing the HPV from uh, uh, moving over to cancer. I don't know why they don't do that. I don't know why they don't sit down with you and say, these are things you can do to be helpful. The research is very clear. We know that people who have a healthier lifestyle have less chance of cervical cancer. We know that people who consume more antioxidants in their diet we know that people who are more careful with their lifestyle have less conversion of HPV to cancer. 
there have been studies that show with the intake of, you know, carotenoid rich vegetables, like, you know, um, carrots, very helpful. We know that, um, things that are members of the cruciferous family, which would be like broccoli, Brussels sprouts, cabbage, there's a compound in there, diandole methane. That's also been helpful. That shows that. And then just in general, any antioxidants, overall antioxidants have been shown to slow that progression, that change from HPV over to cancer. One of the things that gets confused out there, and I want to bring up that's important because this is what I do a lot of, is there a link between your hormones and HPV progression to cervical cancer? The jury is somewhat still out. I remember there was a study that was published in Lancet uh, in 2002. Hold on. And, and that was, uh, yeah, Lancet 2002. Their thought was that the increase in risk of cervical cancer from oral contraceptives is due to an effect on the progression from HPV uh, to cancer rather than affecting susceptibility or persistence of HPV infections. In other words, there was a thought that Lancet put out there, and there was a study that showed that pe- women who are on oral contraceptives for longer than uh, five years have up to a threefold increase in risk of HPV moving to cancer. So women on contraceptives long-term who have HPV have a higher, threefold higher risk for cervical cancer. And they published that. Now that has not been really reproduced often enough for us to say that's an actual fact or a truth. I know that I've come out against synthetic hormones. I know that I've come out against oral contraceptives on my podcast and I still do have issues with it. I know that women need oral contraceptives. I know that that is a part of life for many of my patients and, and I'm not telling you don't do it. I'm just saying I want there to be a better, safer, healthier option for you. I really do. And, um, but I'm not going to lie to you for an agenda and say, oh, you know, HPV is made much worse by your contraceptives. Another reason for you to stop oral contraceptives. I will say that it has not been proven enough. I'll say that Lancet article in 2002 has been, you know, argued several other times since then that it doesn't. There's actually articles that show the medroxyprogesterone acetate, which is not a very healthy synthetic progesterone that is linked to breast cancer development. That medroxyprogesterone acetate has been shown to inhibit HPV conversion to cervical cancer. HPV has always been considered a non-hormone-associated cancer. We're not a hormone-dependent cancer. There's still, again, more studies on natural progesterone inhibiting it. Um, I would argue this. When you're healthy, when you take care of yourself, when you eat well, when you don't drink, when you don't smoke, when your diet is rich with, you know, antioxidant-rich foods such as, you know, the carotenoids that you find in, in your carrots and, and your sweet potatoes or if you're in the, the uh, cruciferous vegetables, uh, antioxidants, which is you're going to find in your dark skin berries, blackberries, boysenberries, blueberries. These things truly do help protect you against that progression from HPV to cervical cancer. One compound that I use frequently in practice with women, um, not easy to get your hands on, is fruit anthocyanins. Now, there's companies that make it. We use one. um, It's hard to get your hands on it. But this is one that comes out of Washington State. And uh, it's a guy who, uh, Bill Mitchell, he's a physician. Uh, He 
contracted with these jelly makers, <laughs> fruit preserve makers. And uh, they would pick, you know, blackberries, boysenberries, marionberries, all these berries up there. And they would make jellies. These companies make jelly. He would have them take the berries and break them all the way down and not add sugar to it, but make a syrup of just the concentrated fruit. And it was called berry anthocyanins, uh, Bill Mitchell, name of the guy. If you get your hands on it, that's the stuff we use. And, you know, a couple tablespoons of it, it tastes delicious actually. And there's no sugar in it. So it's, you know, it's not like you're, you're hammering yourself with jelly. Um, but taking that compound has been shown. If you just for a moment, pause the video, go to, go to Google scholar and put in there fruit anthocyanins, HPV, that alone gives you enough information to show you that's a helpful thing. Look up, you know, pause the video for a minute. Just trust me. Just look at this healthy diet, antioxidants and HPV. Look at um, oxidative stress and HPV all on Google Scholar. You don't have to buy an expensive uh, um, subscription to a website for, for research. You can just use Google Scholar. That's enough. And that will give you, you know, confirmation. These things do help. Being vulnerable like that in that moment, finding out that you have HPV, worried that it's going to progress to cancer, worried you have no tools of your own to help prevent that conversion and to protect you, it's terrifying. Knowing this is helpful, I hope, can serve you and give you a little bit of peace of mind. I still advise my patients to do the pap smears regularly. I work hand-in-hand with their gynecologists. I have great relationships with the gynecologists that we use, uh, that we work with in our practice with our, our patients. And, and it's important to have that relationship because doing you know, antioxidants, anthocyanins, and healthy diet it doesn't take the place of proper testing and monitoring because that's super important. I hope this helps. Please like, share, and subscribe, and I'll see you at the next episode.